Hey guys, we are so excited to be back. It has been a while since you've heard from the Hepworth on the Raising Worth podcast, but we really hope you enjoy this episode. We tap into a little bit of the concept of the provider complex and something that Zach and I have just been walking through in the last year and kind of unraveling this concept that we are ultimately the provider of opportunity and finances and just growth and that kind of thing. So we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And as always, if it blesses you or speaks to you, share it on your social media, leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Um, The more engagement we get, the more these resources actually reach other people. So we so appreciate your reviews and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're listening. <laughs> Welcome to 2022 on the Raising Worth podcast. We hope that you guys have been starting off the year with as much fun as we have. We are a quarter of the way in, and here we are. I think this might be our first episode of the year. It is indeed our first episode of the year. And uh, we are starting some exciting things, getting a studio built in our house. Well, not like we're building it. It's yeah. very like... It's built already. Now we're just yeah. furnishing and designing it. Yeah. yeah. So Very, very low budget. <laughs> very low budget. And um, we have spent this first quarter, instead of doing podcasts, um, just coming alongside some families in the adoption process and doing, been doing some adoption calls and helping strategize... Um, fundraising ideas, just some fun stuff. So that's been really, really cool. Yeah, so we have some exciting stuff to announce that we're working on. Hopefully we'll have some more uh, specific information to share in the next like two months or so. But we wanted to hop on here and yeah, just kind of share our hearts. And a little for the last few months. Yeah. 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 So shall I interview you, Mr. Hepworth? (laughs) What what did you feel like you were coming into this year with? Like, did you feel like you had any, um, you know, revelations that you were entering in, entering into the year with that you wanted to apply? Any new mindsets that you were wanting to hopefully kind of guide your mind? No, I I can't think of anything that's that's new. Like, I feel like even you know we were just chatting before we hopped on here. Um. Just about, I mean, I think everybody struggles with this to a degree who is a Christian who's just trying to, you know, work out the the busy balance of like work and family and friendships and marriage and all those different, totally. you know, touch points that you have um, in relationships. And, you know, we were talking about uh, just sort of the anxiety that can come along sometimes with like providing for your family and, you know, wanting to make sure that. You know, everybody's needs are met, you know, emotionally, but also financially, just making sure that there's some level of like stability. And that's something we've been navigating. For I feel sure, like. the last couple of years. And I still feel like, you know, even going into the beginning of this year, it's been such a primary focus of my, you know, my meditation, my prayer time, and just discussion time with you and even like good friends that I have. Totally. Who, who are raising families. Well, since you're talking about that, I want to ask you, if will you share a little bit about kind of your provider complex of that we've kind of our mind has been that concept concept of it yeah yeah um so eb and i um are very ambitious individuals both of us uh you know sometimes i think we take the approach sometimes of like building a boat while we row 
you know. Oh my gosh, that's a terrible thing. It's so true. <laughs> it's like there's there's certain things for us that we're really good at like planning ahead and, you know, getting organized and saying, okay, like this is how we're going to approach it. But certain times we just like dive in. We're like, no, let's just go for it. Um, so we have, uh, you know, we're kind of prone to doing that sometimes. But in all of that and just, you know, being very ambitious, sometimes the two of us, what we've talked about is that we'll get in these mindsets of where we feel like everything is on our shoulders. Um, and me specifically, like I went through a pretty long period of time where I was trying to navigate um, the the typical role that's given to the Christian male, right? Which is like, you are the provider. Right. Like that's something that I think is implied. Maybe it's not always said out loud. And in some circles, it's said explicitly. Like as the male, you provide, you know, the wife takes care of the kids and you make the money. And that's something that uh, didn't really ever make sense to either of us. And over the years, uh, the way that it's come out, like as far as the way that we've articulated it is there is this sort of like provider complex that I feel like um, is is in Christian circles. It was something that I was dealing with where it was like everything has to come from me. Like I've got to be the provider. And I feel like the last, again, like the last year and even the beginning of this year, the Lord's just been walking us through the fact that every good gift comes from God, not in a way that's like impractical, in a way that allows us to just be lazy and sit around and do nothing, but in a way of God is going to bring opportunities, God is going to open doors, and that's when the work starts for the human, for the individual, is when God opens a door, when God brings an opportunity, then diligence and character and hard work steps in. But just going out and like, you know, striving. just trying to grind and grind. Stri- you know, yeah. strive and be a part of that culture, like it, it feels like, that isn't applicable for you know the Christian individual like well, those who of course are, grinding's gonna the fruit of grinding is always gonna be anxiety and yeah, worry and like there's right, not enough right. you know so it just makes sense that you know with when you have that provider complex that ultimately what you're saying is I'm the provider of my you know income I'm the provider of my opportunities I have to work I I I I and. Yeah not I am yeah, <laughs> where he's right. like, yo, yo, I'm trying to, you know, show you that I want to give you daily bread. I'm trying to give you just enough to steward today because I want you to steward it well. Like I've just learned that stepping into real estate, like there are so many strategies that you can take on when it comes to getting new clients and and like the thing with real estate, it's sales, right? So it's like right. after one transaction, you're kind of like, who's going to be? My- yeah, yeah, on to the next one. Who's the next client? And it's very addictive mm-hmm. when you have a provider mind complex because all of a sudden it's like you, you try and distort the motive in your heart verbally so people think your heart is pure with it. We're like, oh, I just I want to provide for my family. But there's this deep-rooted pride and like honestly obsession with – this like synthetic abundance, even though you already can have the abundance without the client and the opportunity and the monetary like stuff. Right. And it's really just this strategy that when you kind of spoke about what the Lord was like trying to rid us of, you were like, babe, 
ultimately he is the provider. We are not the provider. We need to steward the opportunities he brings. But like, and of course it's so counterintuitive and we've heard this and, you know, books and messages and stuff. But when you actually renew your mind with it and say, Lord, I'm literally going to rest in what you have and I'm going to show up for the opportunities you. And that doesn't mean you don't, you know, go into conversations that like, no, totally. I think sometimes people just swing when they right. have these revelations, they swing to this extreme and right. it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like hear what we're saying. It was a very new, it's a very nuanced concept and it's not, it's not black or white. It's not like, oh, you either work your face off or you don't work at all. Exactly. It's, and, and that's what, what I'm trying to say is for us, it's been, again, it's been like a year and, you know, like four months of exploring this concept. So as we're talking, you know, we're still exploring this concept and learning how to explain it and learning how to articulate it. We're just sort of in process with this idea and sort of like vulnerably putting it out there right now on this podcast talking about it. But yeah, it's it's not black or white. It's really nuanced. And it's also like hyper, you know, hyper-personalized, meaning totally. that it depends on the family and it depends on totally. their work situation. It depends on a number of different things like kids, no kids, you know, like yeah. there's so many variables, but ultimately, so it's like waking up in the morning with the mindset of an heir of the kingdom, right? Like you're not waking up as like a subject, right? Meaning like just somebody, some random person who's a part of the kingdom, like there's a, a kingdom that we've inherited through Jesus Christ and through Jesus, there's a huge responsibility to humbly um, steward that kingdom. So like as an heir, when you wake up in the morning, the king has a task. Your father, the king, has tasks for you to go out and serve the community, right? Like that's the main, you know, we, I think we think about leadership right now in, in our current um, format as like like the, the people serving the leader. But in a kingdom, you know, the king and the royalty is is working to yes of course the subjects are serving royalty but the royalty is serving the people too like there's actually a symbiotic relationship going on there where there's equality and there's understanding of everybody's sort of um like god-given sacred right as a human to be like cared for to be loved to be respected to be honored all those things and so i think like you know, one of the things that that I've been thinking a lot about personally for me is when I wake up in the morning as an heir, a co-heir in the kingdom with Jesus, I'm not waking up to prove myself. I'm not waking up to make something happen. I'm not waking up to make the next biggest brand or the next biggest, you know, vlog or the next biggest, you know, invention or whatever it is. Like, I have to learn to temper my ambition, me, under the like submission of Jesus, like waking up in the morning, realizing, okay, Father, what do you have for me today as a co-heir of your kingdom? What do you want me to walk out? I know you've already provided for me. I know there's already things that you have for me. There's conversations, there's opportunities that have, you know, uh, life-changing ramifications as well as like monetary values tied to them. There's all sorts of things you have for me today, Lord. Mm -hmm. So let me slow down 
and realize that my day's already provided for yeah. rather than waking up thinking I have to go figure everything out and for I have sure. to make everything happen. For so sure. it's just a mindset shift. Well, and you just said something that made me think um, you were like open to conversations, open to um, different opportunities in the day that would ultimately lead to, <clears throat> you know, something that right. usually the end goal is in this scenario, being able to provide for your family, right? So what you said about connect or conversation, I do feel like that's often the currency that the Lord like wants to like us to trade with. And so when we're more open to those conversations, like you said, when we, when our focus of the day is God, how can I have conversations and like these connection points with your people? That's actually usually when like, you know, the clients come or whatever, because it's based off this genuine connection of like, Oh, it started with a conversation and then there was trust. And then it's like, Hey, you have something I need. I have something you need. So let's work together. And then it is kind of these kingdom things, but I want to kind of swing to the other side and ask you a hard question of like, what would you say, to the person that maybe doesn't categorize themselves in this ambitious um, category, you know, kind of uh, overall plays it safe. Maybe I don't even know what, what would categorize safe in this conversation, but maybe yeah. has a hard time stepping outside their comfort zone when their family needs, they need more income. Right. Their current situation isn't providing it yet. They're the type of people that maybe it's harder to step out of that circle or that, you know, comfort spot. Right. What would you say to people that are like, okay, you have the, you're saying this conversation is like a provider complex and all this, and I'm like doing all of these things, and yet there's no fruit. I'm still stressed out about how I'm going to pay my bills, how I'm going to connect with my family, how I'm going to get food on the table, how I'm going to like, right. what would you say to that person? I just think it goes back to that analogy for me. It's just, for me, it's, because everybody, again, it's super specialized. Everybody has their own variables. So yep. Everybody struggles with other things. Right. And there's a lot of things I don't understand um, what it's like to struggle with. Like there's certain things that for me, I just, I don't relate to, you know. And so but I think principally um, understanding that like a prince or a princess or somebody who's close to the king, right? And And this is sort of the Christian especially in the New Testament, like this is the analogy that we're working with. It's like we are literally, we have been brought into a family of a king who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, meaning like Mm -hmm. he has everything. He's the creator of all existence. And so how do we get in the mindset of somebody who's close to the king, right? How do you, like, would you wake up if you knew the king was like had your back of like a kingdom Mm -hmm. or like just to say like modern day like the president right Mm -hmm. which is sort of like a reductionistic like metaphor because it's not even the same it's not apples for apples but it's Mm -hmm. like what if the president was like dude i got your back anything you know anything you need like Mm -hmm. any basic needs Mm -hmm. and even anything that's like you know you're gonna need for your family like i've got for you man Mm -hmm. like we're gonna make it happen we're gonna make it work for you like you would you would wake up in the morning out of your bed with a totally security. different mindset. Yeah. There would be a sense of like, right. yeah, of security. There'd be a sense of like peace about it. It's like right. you're not waking up worrying about how things are going to happen. You start thinking about with a renewed mindset, once you're taken care of, you start mm-hmm. thinking about how you can take care of others. Right. And I think that's what I'm that's the framework I'm trying to learn for myself. And I think that would be helpful for 
anybody mm-hmm. who's struggling in any type of a situation mm-hmm. potentially like that's what i think but i don't know right but for me it's been it's been so helpful just to be able to wake up and say okay lord like you have provided for me and so i want to be open to like you said the currency of the kingdom which is connection Mm -hmm. so how can i connect today and who can i connect with and it's just so funny how many times for eb and i just in like the midst of connection Mm -hmm. an opportunity comes up like a provision opportunity specifically right Mm -hmm. where it's like we're we're doing something that literally has no motive tied to it Mm -hmm. that there's no monetary value tied to it Mm -hmm. like and then an opportunity comes up out of that. Like we went and uh, it was like, I think it was like five or six years ago. You can correct me. But we went out to New York and we reconnected with one of Evie's like childhood friends. And we went out to to dinner with them and hung out with them. And oh, yeah. just we were re- best friends through all middle school. We've always stayed in contact. But we yeah. finally got to go see her in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, she recommends me to one of her friends for real estate, a fellow person we went to high school with, and then they became clients. Like, is that what the story is? Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. That stuff to me is just fascinating. Yeah, the way that, like, connections work and just... But that took what? Like, I mean, how many years does that take to, like, manifest into this opportunity? Like, things don't just happen. I know. It's crazy. Right? Like, the next day. Right. But it's, like, I think as, like, believers, as we expand our capacity... To like give, yeah. meaning not like just financially, but give our time, our give our hearts, our, yeah. give our encouragement, yeah. like give our ears, like yeah. an ear to listen, yeah. like just to be able to stay connected with people. Totally. I really feel like God just falls on that type of a connection yeah. and abundance just compounds in on itself and things mm-hmm. become more abundant where mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like when you start, when you grab something, imagine like grabbing something like in your hand, right? Like whatever you have, like when you close your fist, that's all you can fit in your hand. But it's like if you were to cut both of your hands together, right, you could start to stack more Mm -hmm. in those open hands than you can in a closed fist. That's so good. And so I think when we stay open, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't know, I feel like the kingdom flows through open hands more than it does closed fists. A hundred percent. And it's a mindset of like, God's got my back. I know this. And it's like, I don't know if you can teach that. I don't think there's any like steps to that, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you think? Like, I think that, I, feel like I think just, when I imagine you do the analogy of open hands, my yeah. first thought is that's, you know, the posture of surrender. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like we always are like singing these songs, God, I surrender to you, you know, and right. it's like, oh, God, I trust you, daily bread. But then in the actual rubber hits the road, I know for me, I panic. Yeah. I'm like, well, and I don't know if there's any worse feeling than um, synthetic connection, like when you're, t- which is really manufactured, when you're trying to manufacture um, and you're trying to climb this little ladder so then you can get a client right. or get the deal or or something. Like creating a relationship Cre- to a, get something. To get it, the motive, yeah. the nasty motive, which every human is guilty of when you go into kind of a conversation of like, ooh, maybe they have something for me that I can get. Right. It's that disgusting taste of greed yeah. that... It's usually people can read it. So other person's like, this person's just like trying to get after me for X, Y, Z. But yeah. even within your own heart, later when you're kind of, for me, like I'm an overanalyzer in bed, that's usually what kind of robs my mind is like the moments in the day I wish I would have done differently. 
And in those moments when you're like, I went into this with such a motive because that was me trying to manifest providing. Yeah. So that's the right. that's what it looks like when I try and take things into my own hands and that there's remnants of greed and false motives and just like it's just gross. It yeah. leaves a bad taste in other people's mouths or in mine of yeah. just like that's not how I want um, my life to flow. But I will say I want to go to the moments when you're like, because you, you and I, I mean, we've straight up cried over like, I don't know how, how we're going to, I don't know how we're going to do this in this season. Like we've oh, had absolutely. a hard seasons of, absolutely. you know, and in, in the provider complex, this goes barely into, making it by. Well, when you're talking about just provider complex in the conversation of financially, when you have a family, that's one category, but then right. there's a provider complex of, you know, people single and yeah. really desiring uh, relationships and connection and like, you know, partnership with people. And then there's the uh, jobs and then there's, I mean, there's so many categories that you could apply the provider complex to. And I feel like for us, because it's the most close to our heart, ours is talking about monetarily providing for our family. And for us, we've straight up been in bed and been like crying, being like, I don't know how we're going to make this work. Like, I don't feel like we're supposed to go after this one thing, but carrots are dangled over this industry and I feel like maybe we're supposed to go after it and then we try and do and it's like strike 604 and then it's like oh that's because you and I thought that that was made sense on paper that that's where the money would be but it's not you know and so that goes back to like oh go ahead well and that's a misunderstanding of the currency of the kingdom right because it's not based off connection it's not based off connection it's based off of opportunity a monetary amount right right and I think that that's like when your health is doomed to fail, when your relationships are doomed to fail, when everything is sort of like doomed to fail, is when the the motive is really just a monetary amount, right? Oh, for it's like, sure. I need X amount of money, so I'm going to do this for X amount of money. Yeah. Right? And it's you like, get on a hamster wheel because then you can't ever get off of that. When no, that exactly. is like the navigation system of how you make decisions, it yeah. is exhausting. That's when you just jump to the next client because you're never you're just like, oh, I have to do it because look what I did. I brought this can I brought this industry up. I made this check. Yeah, I yeah. made this client. And it's like me, me, me. And it brings that like right. focus point. And so Because even with like a client, it's like sometimes like the Lord will bring somebody and you think it's going to be your client. Oh, and you could continue <laughs> to fight for it and you could probably like get them to be your client, oh, yeah. right? But then it would just be so exhausting. So it's like a matter of like understanding mm-hmm. what's for you, what's not for you. Oh, for sure. When God's bringing something your way and when he's asking you to let it go. Totally. Even when like it's a great opportunity because I think that that's been, you know, hard for us is like multiple opportunities will come up and it's deciding between three really good opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. how do you make that decision? I know. And it's it's tricky, I know. but I think it just requires that ongoing conversation with, you know, the Lord and your spouse or your community, whoever's close to you, and being able to like understand where you're at, what season you're at, process, like process, all the things. It's 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 so it's so much. It's, but it is, but what it all comes down to is like we have never, it's amazing because, you know, when we used to travel internationally and in missions, you're always like our prayer for years yeah. ago, we're like, God, give us our daily bread today. Give us our daily bread. And it's, that's seriously a, a, a powerful prayer. But why are, why do we keep praying prayers that we don't actually mean? Because, you know, like 
daily bread equals abundance because that's what you need for the day, you know? And for some reason, transferring that prayer and faith into new seasons, um, into new situations is like so hard to do for some reason, but that's what's like not allowing the stress of like, oh, tomorrow's bread or next week's bread, but like, and what's so amazing even upstairs, you know, I'm trying to start this new sourdough starter because I totally obliterated our old sourdough starter. And I'm like, gosh, you know what, babe, I'm going to start a new sourdough. But if I want to make bread, I usually have to start preparing it, you know, days before. And the other day when I was feeding the starter, um, what did Birdie name the starter? Gosh, I can't remember. But I was was uh, feeding her. Oh, Judah. Yeah, that's right. Feeding him. Yeah. She was like, I want to name him Judah. I'm like, let's go, girl. So I'm feeding Judah. (laughs) And... Uh, and the Lord just started talking to me like when uh, when I'm giving you daily bread, it's not like all of a sudden I just poofed it. It's, there's a preparation that goes on right. beforehand that he's preparing and it's always usually within my own heart that he's having to, that he's but I can't prepare for things he wants to give me if I'm not discussing those things with him and communing with him and mm-hmm. connecting with him. And sometimes when I just am so busy and I just disregard quiet time or praying or whatever, you know, that, that looks like for different people. But for me, when I disregard that, that production and providing yes, and doing your own thing, a hundred percent being on that automated track. Yes. Yeah. And it's like the actual definition for me of rest is really just like sitting quietly with the Lord, not even praying, but just listening. I think so often, like I heard a speaker one time say, like, you can't all, um, what did she say? Something about like you, when you're constantly running past someone, you're not with them, mm. you know? And sometimes I feel like that I do that with the Lord. I'm just running past him out of pure, you know, sometimes good intention, sometimes desperate and just, you know, really, really like needy. But I'm running past him so many times that I'm not sitting with him. And so with the strategy, it's, it feels very counterintuitive sometimes because I'm like, I literally have so much to do. I don't physically have time just to sit with the Lord. But there's things in that those connection points with the Lord that he's preparing me. He's feeding this you know, starter, so to say. So then I'll be able to actually create. Uh, so bread will be available days later. And it's like, I know, you know, you hear speakers and we've read books and we've had these moments of like, yes, I understand rest is so important, but things have to rest for bread to be fully baked and for it to rise. And it's the same with your, you know, entrepreneur journey or your ministry journey or your, you know, motherhood journey. It's like those moments of rest usually create connection and connection is usually where the fruit of all providing lies yeah Yeah. so just like it feels when you're so stressed out and you're like i don't know how i'm going to make men's meat it doesn't make sense but just sit quietly with the lord like that's really the best strategy and then just being able to be like lord what do you want me to do from here and sometimes you'll have direction sometimes you'll feel like he's being quiet sometimes it's like there's you know a lot of different things from that conversation but i think starting there i wanted to give practical tools for people that are like okay but eb you guys do that you know yeah it's like, nope, just sit quietly with them yeah. and the opportunities will arise. Yeah. You know? For sure. I think, I mean, I think the most practical, you know, thing you can do is learn what connection looks like for you. Yeah. Right? It's good. I mean, that's, I guess that's what we're implying mm-hmm. or what we're saying. Um, but I guess explicitly saying that, like, figure out what it means to be connected to the people you love most because 
we hear that all the time and it honestly sounds like sort of cute hearing it from somebody else say it. Mm-hmm. But when you start getting into the nitty gritty of it, it's mm-hmm. not cute at all. Totally. It's actually really complicated. Yeah. It's really difficult to do. And I think that's why we have like probably more millionaires and billionaires than we do like really, really solid families. Right? So good. Because connection is so hard. Like figuring out how to stay connected with your loved ones is so complicated and it's just messy. It's not like, you know, the thing that's like really beautiful about like, you know, systems in business or software or, you know, like even like engineering machines and stuff is like, you can like get it down and fine tune without, you know, any like heartache, like any real emotional heartache, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're working with a machine, there's no offense or you're working with some sort of a system. There's no mm-hmm. offense there. You know, there's nothing totally. personal. But when you start getting the layer of emotion involved, which is all about, you know, human connection and human contact, mm-hmm. it just starts to get messy and complicated. And um, really focusing on what connection means for you right now, wherever you're at in this season, yeah. and understanding, like, how to stay open and how to stay, like, giving and how to basically just be an like open flowing river of refreshment for those around you like that's that's difficult it is that's really difficult um and so i feel like that's like one of the like key practical things that we're working on Mm -hmm. as a family like even just as you know for us like i guess the way that we sort of visualize um our our family culture and like our family connection is like you know, God being the ultimate like waterfall of refreshment and life mm-hmm. and abundance and knowledge and patience and goodness. And, and EB and I basically being connected at the top of the waterfall, like the two of us being connected, you know, horizontally pours down into, you know, all four of our children mm-hmm. and to those that are closest to us. So mm-hmm. like we have to stay refreshed. We have to stay cooled down. We have to stay revived, revitalized, and just be in that waterfall and and be there together. And then we can actually provide that, you know, for, for our family. So, yeah. Um, yeah, fun stuff. It's so good. Babe. We're just processing all this with you guys. <laughs> for so. sure. Just a little conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, you guys should definitely, in in the comments and stuff yeah. or on, on social, send us your thoughts on, on this. We want to you know hear what you guys think yeah we want to learn how we can explain this idea a bit better yeah um so yeah well thanks thanks for for your time mr hepworth thanks for your time (laughs) (laughs) well we will see you on next week's podcast and like zach said make sure you give us your thoughts and if you're listening to this on spotify or itunes anytime that you leave a review it helps these uh, conversations reach more people. So thanks for your time and thanks for spending the last half hour with us. Have the best day.